0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself, BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com. So my preference, if the name wasn't taken, would be something like eCash or eMoney or DigiCash. I kind of like that because it explains exactly what it is. It's an intangible asset that's digital. What about you? What, what names would you prefer to be Bitcoin?
1: I actually haven't thought about it. Um, Pirate Bay.
0: (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Pirate Bay. Pirate pirate Bay. Pirate book gold.
1: Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics Podcast with your host Ferris, that's me, and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our full disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for Day 17 of Bitcoin Basics Podcast, and this is Day 17 of our 30-day series of Understanding the Fundamentals and Basics of Bitcoin, As a reminder, we are actually answering questions that you are posing, our audience. Um, If you wanna pose a question, go to coincompass.com forward slash ask. And if we have not adequately answered a question you've already put up, please get in touch with us. So today is the 7th of April and Gordon, welcome to the show. And um, what is the blockchain height and Bitcoin price please?
0: Hi Faris, hi everyone. The current Bitcoin block height is 624,759. 624, Sorry, I'm not uh, caffeinated too well yet. And the price, interestingly enough, is up to 7310, according to Bitstamp. So I don't know if you mentioned it, Faris, but we're on day 17 of our 30 days of Bitcoin, so more than halfway, but you still have time to answer your question, coincompass.com slash ask. So let's get to today's question. Why is Bitcoin called Bitcoin? So thanks for that question. We have a uh, quite a young audience. So that is an awesome question. Faris, do you want to have a go at that first?
1: Yeah, so we've actually had this conversation in the past and um, I know you don't like the name Bitcoin itself, but we'll, I'll let you get to that. But to me it's quite simple. It's referring to bits as in a micro processing bits of a computer and coin obviously just, you know, the coin of a currency. Which is interesting because um yeah, there are no coins involved whatsoever in Bitcoin. It is a purely digital currency. And um yeah, I think it just is a term to unify as um not unify, sorry, but just to describe what it what it is as a currency. So yeah, so it's involves computer processing, which well all computers, sorry, all currencies do these days. They are or, or currencies are actually in one form or another digital. And coin is interesting because there are no Bitcoin coins. They don't exist. You can buy some as a souvenir, as a token, but they have no value. So it is a bit of a misnomer. Um, Yeah, but I think it's just a term so people affiliate that when they hear it, they know that, hey, it's a
0: currency that you trade. But Gordon, how about you? The coins are inside the computer. That's a Zoolander reference for anyone. uh, Poor, poor invitation of that. So um, I've decided that what I'm going to do instead of the answer the question is I'm going to ask Satoshi... And on the next episode, I'll get back to the get back to you with the answer. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what Farah said. Uh, Firstly, we don't know. You'd have to ask Satoshi. But I think probably what Farah says is correct. So we talk about this term bit, which represents a zero or a one. So that's really what we're talking about. This binary operation: zero, one, on or off. Um, negative voltage, positive voltage. That's what computers use. And essentially that's what you break down a computer into. Um, And yeah, that's just a a unit of storage. So bit is pretty obviously because bit means something digital um, as opposed to something analog. Um, I also think that maybe a bit could be something like a share or a fraction of something, but I'll get to that in a moment. Um, I think probably most likely it's based on iterations in the past. So as we know, Bitcoin's not the first attempt at a cryptocurrency or a digital currency. It's probably about the 30th. And if you include some of the smaller ones, it's probably about the 50th or the 60th one. So we had plenty of them uh, in the 80s and 90s with this sort of cypherpunk movement. And yes, I said cypherpunk, not cyberpunk. So they're basically um, uh, people who want to use technology to advance freedom and privacy and all those good things. And a lot of this technology that Satoshi kind of wrapped Bitcoin around was already existing technology. And some of those um, projects were B-Money, Bitgold, Digicash, and E-gold. And there was even a project uh, called Hashcash as well. So... Perhaps it was just, oh, well, all the good names are taken. I kind of like the word DigiCash. It sort of represents a digital version of cash. That's kind of good. Um, So maybe it was just the fact that, you know, there was nothing else available and, uh, you know, Bitcoin sounded like the way to go. Satoshi actually in his white paper did mention, and the title of his white paper is a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. So it was deliberate and he did mention the word peer-to-peer. And that was really the, the revolution and why some of these other systems didn't work because they were too centralized and they were able to be taken away by, by governments. And he mentioned electronic cash, So um, eCash, I think, was already taken, but digicash is kind of a good name. So probably at the end of the day, the most likely reason is that um, these names were already taken and bit, meaning digital or computer one and zero, And a coin, meaning a currency, is, you know, the best that he could come up with.
1: Yeah, thanks, Gordon. And um, anyone who's ever started a business, you know that you spend the most amount of time pontificating about what to call the business. And it's that little thing that uh, ends up taking more time than it should. So, yeah, it is one of those things where I think Gordon mentioned a lot of names were taken that can describe precisely what it is. But at the end of the day, it is quite a simple term to to say. And people know what it is, but still don't understand it. And um, if only there was a business out there, Gordon, to explain what Bitcoin actually was and what it did and how to buy it and securely store it.
0: I don't know of any, Ferris. Could you tell me of one? <laughs>
1: All right. Well, speaking of that, actually, we've got a free webinar coming up where we do just that. Can you tell people a little bit about that, please? Do you want to learn how to safely buy and securely store your bitcoins? Coincompass.com is running a free two-hour webinar on Sunday, thirty-first of May. To register and for more details, visit coincompass.com/webinar. Well, thank you for that explanation, Gordon. Now, you've obviously put more thought into this than I have, but um, any other theories or suggestions out there?
0: So there's only one other theory, and it doesn't really matter, to be honest, um, but it probably comes from Bitgold. So the without going into it, and I think actually looking at Bitgold and some of these other cryptocurrencies that failed, um, sometimes we learn more about failures than successes, is probably worth actually diving into in a separate podcast. But... Um, Bitgold and e-gold and some of these others, but especially Bitgold had this notion of a ledger or what they called a registry. But instead of like with Bitcoin, you have one registry, one giant ledger, one giant spreadsheet that's distributed. This Bitgold, it kind of had these files or these, you know, an abstract concept of a coin, a file. And it had the actual registry or the distributed ledger or parts of it within that file. So you had many, many coins, millions of coins, and each coin had to kind of like be individually tracked because they were sharing pieces of transactions and other kinds of data. So perhaps, and by the way, this is not my theory, I read this um, a while ago, was that um, with Bitcoin, you kind of go to the reverse. Instead of having multiple ledgers in fragments and separate parts of coins, you just have one ledger and that one ledger really is this giant 21 million coin. And so, if you've got one Bitcoin, you've really got a fragment or a bit of the 21 million coin. So, what you have, even if you've got 10 of them, you've got a bit or a bit of a coin. I know far fetched. Um, it, it, at the end of the day it re- doesn't really matter but that that could actually be a possible explanation as to why satoshi called it a bit of a coin a 21 million coin
1: oh uh, yeah i hadn't thought of that gordon and um yeah i just want to uh, make note of the people you mentioned like big gold that was nick zabo he was involved in that wasn't he and Hashcash yeah. was at yeah hash cash was adam beck wasn't it
0: yeah, Hashcash, and uh, there were other kinds of proof-of-work monies, yeah, but Adam 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 Back really um, was the impetus for proof-of-work, so he was trying to stop spam, so instead of just an emailer sending out a spam to a thousand recipients, well, if you wanted to send every recipient that you wanted to send to, it would actually take CPU power, so... If you're sending one email to your friend, that's not a big deal, it just takes you an extra second to send that email. But if you wanna spam everyone and send a million email addresses, it would take you like three days to send an email. So um, Satoshi definitely used Adam's back, Adam Back's proof of work, hashcash, as the impetus to Bitcoin's proof of work algorithm.
1: Yeah, and we're not just name dropping here. It's actually really important to know that these people, Nick Szabo, Adam Back, are heavily involved in Bitcoin, and they are highly intelligent people. And I do recommend um, if you want to find out more about the origins of Bitcoin, uh, there's a really interesting interview bet- with Tim Ferriss, who runs a Tim Ferriss podcast, um, Nick Zabo, and uh, Naval Ravikant, and that was a Tim Ferriss podcast in 2017. And and about a 90-minute podcast that delves into the beginnings of Bitcoin, and that's really interesting to listen to. So, yeah. Um, well, that's it from me, Gordon. Do you have anything else you'd like to add?
0: No, that's it. So my preference, if the name wasn't taken, would be something like eCash or eMoney or DigiCash. I kind of like that because it explains exactly what it is. It's an intangible asset that's digital. What about you? What what names would you prefer to be Bitcoin.
1: I actually haven't thought about it. Um, pirate Bay.
0: <laughs> what was that? <laughs> pirate Bay. Pirate, pirate Bay. <laughs> pirate book gold.
1: Um, no, maybe I, I would like the word sovereign in there. E-so, E-sovereign or something like that. That's what I like. But hey, don't ask me to come up with names. It's, uh, no,
0: I mean, you, you, and it's, yeah. the same, it's the same with the blockchain as well. The blockchain, you, you talk about the blockchain, like, what the heck is that? It doesn't make any sense. Like, you look at it physically, it's a chain of blocks. It's like, you know, what is that? Um, so a lot of these terms are really abstract. And um, because they're completely new technologies, sometimes we have difficulties in explaining them. So um, we do our best to explain something that is a complete new invention, just like trying to explain what an iPhone was to someone uh, 50 years ago would be kind of difficult.
1: Yeah, and I'm probably the worst person to ask for names because my youngest kid, we actually legally changed his name three times and he ended up just giving himself his own
0: nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I didn't know that, interesting. And that's it for me. Thanks, Gordon. And yeah, just a reminder about our free upcoming webinar. Head across to coincompass.com webinar. You can find the dates, the topics, what we're covering, and uh, you can register there as well. The first one is completely free. So why not sign up and uh, learn how to safely buy and safe- securely store your Bitcoins? Thanks for watching or listening please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content subscribing liking and following helps this content remain ad free until next time